welcome to the Love Positivism podcast. I'm your host, Shireen, and I'm the creator of Love Positivism. I'm here to help you on your spiritual and healing journey. I am a certified yoga and meditation teacher, a student of Chinese medicine, a doula, a Reiki practitioner, and a passionate, highly sensitive person. I want to use my knowledge to channel information and messages for you to grow on all levels. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you to everyone who's been pre-ordering my book, Law of Positivism, Live a Life of Higher Vibrations, Love and Gratitude. It's available now to pre-order. It will be released in June. And for those that are pre-ordering, I always do an oracle card reading for you. So if you do, please email me or contact me on Instagram. And I will make sure to do an oracle card reading for you. And I'm really excited about this week's guest. It's one of my dear friends that I've known for so long, Donna Adi. She's really inspiring in the path that she's walking. I've always been so amazed by the beautiful decisions she's made in her life, in her work. And we're going to talk about how to create the life and the career that you truly love and do only that which you love. So she's an artist and creative director from LA whose illustrative twists have taken the internet by storm. Today she orchestrates brand campaigns and events for major companies like Balmain, Puma, Google, Michael Kors. And she's just been so beautiful in her art. She's really created artwork that is so beautiful and she has caught the eyes of people like Gigi Hadid, Olivia Culpo and many more and in this episode we talk about how to create your own path and she shares her journey into what she's doing today and we also talk about how important it, it is to get get out of your comfort zone to evolve and and to grow and just what it is to move far from home and living in different countries and just learning about new cultures and how she's created her own dream career. So I'm excited to share this. Thank you so much for listening. And if you do enjoy the podcast and this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. It really means so much to me. And I always read through all of them. So thank you so much and enjoy this week's episode. Hi, Donna. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. I'm really grateful that you're here. And I wanted to ask you, how do you stay mindful and present in your daily life? So staying mindful and present is something that I um, have struggled with a lot, but something that I'm actively working on. And my way of being mindful and present is, I guess, just understanding that everything in life is temporary, everything from like this moment, 
you know, to yesterday and in the future, like everything that we experience in life is not coming back. Like this moment will never come back. And I think I have this fear of like not completely living every moment as I should because I'm not always mindful. For example, like we can often be stuck in the past or in the future. And um, I think it's very sad to, you know, not, not be here presently. So I think it's for me more fear-based of like knowing that, you know, this day, this age and this um, period of life doesn't come back ever. So I just want to always be active and focusing on today and appreciating it so that when I look back, I will know that I lived that moment always to its fullest, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's beautiful. Great mindset to be as present as we can. And it's not always easy. It takes practice. That's why we practice meditation. When we practice physical yoga, we, we try to do that and synchronize our body with our breathing so that we can be present it's a tool to become as present as possible so thank you for sharing that it's really beautiful and you and i have known each other for 10 years over 10 years now you're yeah. uh, one of my best friends i'm so excited to have you here as my guest today to share about your work what you do I'm so I'm so inspired by everything that you've done over the this these past years that I've known you and I would like for you to just start by introducing yourself to the listener and who you are and what you do. Okay, well, I'm Donna. Um I go by the name Donna Adi on my, you know, Instagram channels. And I am an artist and creative director, and my focus is on creating advertising campaigns that combine the art of photography and illustration all in one. Um, my focus through my work is always to tell a story, something that will, you know, make people laugh or, um, you know, tell like, a, you know, a story of like the brand that I'm trying to portray through the images. And um, I mainly work in fashion and beauty. My clients include uh, Puma, Nike, Dior, Balmain, uh, just to name a few. And um, yeah, that's kind of like what I do in a very, very short nutshell. Thank you for sharing that. And the first like question that popped up for me is like, your work is very creative and uh, for all artists, uh, I see the, that all art is created through the soul and it's like, a, it's like a, the language of the soul, no matter how you create art, what type of art it is. And I wanted to ask you how the, your interest and your passion for this started, like were you doing creative things as a child or how... How did you get into this? So like this specifically, I think like, if, are we asking how I got into art or how I got into my specific niche of art that I work in today? No, more more about like art in general and be like the creative sides of, of life and being creative because that's something that I've seen that you have 
since I've known you. So, yeah, okay, well, start. So I think that I, as a kid, have always had an enormous imagination. I've always um, would, you know, be a quiet child as long as I had a paper and pencil in hand. Like I'm very focused on creating, doing things with my hands. So I think there was always a natural um, interest in art, like one that I didn't have to uh, force upon myself, nor did any teacher have to. I was always just gravitating towards creating with a pen and paper. Um, and so I think like that's step one. I know that, um, you know, throughout my life, I never, I've always wanted to go to art school and that was always a dream of mine. And I find it ironic that despite, you know, the fact that I never got to go get the proper education that I wanted my entire life, I was able to um, pursue my passion, which is, you know, drawing on my own. And I, um, I think that my story of how I became an artist was just following what I love. Like I always just wanted to draw. If I was in middle school, high school, elementary, and there was an art class, I would go take it. Um, I was always like, you know, in the group projects, when you would have to like split up tasks, I was always the one that was doing the creative things, drawing the charts, drawing, you know, the characters. And uh, I just think it was just a natural gravitation and something that I um, just was always pulled to from childhood. Yeah, and thank you for sharing that. I'm just thinking that the path, I think many people, um, when we're young, we are expected to know what we want to do when we grow up. And then we have these ideas that society gives us of how we how our path should look and, and like studying and then getting the job and all of this. And your path has been uh, like very much heart heart based, I feel like it's been like you you have followed your heart maybe you can um tell the story of how you've also moved continents to to also uh walk on this path that you're on it's very inspiring definitely so about me moving continents i mean the continent moving had nothing to do with me pursuing my career I think it was just a factor of my character. And I I think that I'm somebody who, if I want something, nothing I, like for good and for bad stands in my way. I'm very, very focused on the things that I want in life. And I think that, you know, I, I think right after you left to Sweden, we were in college together, and then you left to Sweden, I... Um, went to Israel for a few months and just decided um, that I was going to move there. And it wasn't really well thought out. I still had to finish my last semester in, in college. And I ended up just, you know, doing what I wanted and following my heart. And I just felt this pull to be there at the time. And I ended up staying there for eight years, almost. And again, it wasn't something I thought out thoroughly. It was just an impulse decision. And it was something that helped shape me as a person becoming more independent. 
I got a really uh, significant job playing a significant role at a big fashion house there that, you know, was doing fashion shows in the US and it taught me a lot more than I learned in my university education. And that's also the country that I broke out into becoming um, the artist that I am today, the digital and mixed media artist. And then again, same thing happened. I met my fiance in Israel. He was moving to Paris and from, you know, one week to another, he got an opportunity to move to Paris and asked me if I wanted to go with him. I didn't really think it out too thoroughly, just decided to like go with the wind and see what happens. And I ended up moving to Paris and that has been a super interesting experience as well because it is a country where I'm learning the language now and the customs and the lifestyle and the mentality and that's really contributing to my creativity as well. Mm. That's a fantastic story. And yeah, I think these type of, of decisions to make bigger life changes, it, it really, it, you need to be kind of strong and brave to do it, especially if you're taking the leap and moving very far from home or you're taking a job that is not uh, anything like you've ever done or and just or just coming to a new culture and I think it also expands us because if we stay in our comfort zone we 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 can we can evolve from within of course and we can like grow from from the things that are happening here and now where we are but it really we are we start seeing ourselves live and our lives so much differently when we step out from what we are used to so i think that that change has i would actually like to know like what is what is the biggest challenge when you have like went out of your comfort zone the biggest challenge of getting out of my comfort zone, I mean, that is something that has been very relevant to me in the last two years, because I think that, you know, LA was in my comfort zone. I grew up there and then coming to Israel was, you know, mid comfort zone. It, I was 21 and I think at 21, everything is comfortable. You don't really think it out, but, you know, I moved to Paris in my late 20s and I think that was a lot harder because in your late 20s I think you're a bit more settled in life and you want different things than you do when you're 21 you're not as I mean I wasn't as like social and wanting to go out and meeting people so I think being in a new role in my life um, in a country where I don't speak the language and I don't have friends or family or anything here I think that was a big factor of just getting out of my comfort zone because it's a completely different mentality like I'm a Mediterranean and we are very um, like, what's the word? Like we don't have many like rules and boundaries. Like I come from a, you know, a home where um, my parents' arms are like, you know, but always open and loud and generous and people say what they want all the time. And we're not worried about like the consequences of saying something, you know, like just for the sake of saying it, because I think people are a bit more like, the, the mannerisms are different. I feel like in Paris, I had to learn just a different mentality of like different mannerisms, different ways of speaking, different ways of um, 
trying to make friends is very different here than it has been in the United States and in um, Israel. And just like, I think moving here was a big part of getting out of my comfort zone and also learning how to delegate uh, relationships. Like here I've learned that I have had to go always out of my way and I'm, you know, very afraid of approaching, you know, a big group of people that are friends and speak a different language and, you know, have to like, you know, sell myself more and, you know, network. And I'm, you know, going, pitching myself to studios here, trying to like network in France. And I think that it's very intimidating when I'm an American, you know, and don't speak the language. I hope that answers your question because I think that was like one of the big things that were just like very uncomfortable, very scary for me because of this like of this fear of like you know getting rejected in a language that I don't know uh and you know in a mentality that I don't know but I think it was one of the you know unfortunately through I had to learn it the hard way uh, and I wish it could have been easier for me but I think it was one of the best lessons that I've ever learned that has made me so much smarter and stronger and I think it's really helping me for the rest of my life of to just not be afraid and to put myself out there more in, in any context. And I also learned something that, um, and I learned it actually recently that sometimes there are people that are just as afraid to speak to you as you are to speak to them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that a lot of the times we can make up assumptions in our head of like what other people are thinking, but you actually have no idea. And, you know, you never know until you try. And I think you should approach this in work and in personal life of just always approaching and, you know, being okay with getting rejected, but you just never know like who actually is interested in speaking to you and, you know, where the conversation can go if you put yourself out there. So that, that's like one of the many things. Yeah, I think that last part is so true and one good exercise is um also when you go out and you're on a walk for example uh, sometimes it there can be resistance in maybe smiling saying hi to someone and uh, up here in the north it's uh, people are very introverted so mm -hmm. but but usually it's like the response is so amazing especially we don't know what people are going through. We don't know if they're alone or they're, they have something. And then if a stranger just smiles and says hi to them, it can, it can change their energy. So I think that's really true that why don't, don't just go up. If, if you want to make a conversation with someone, just try it. And what's the worst that can happen? The worst that can happen is that somebody rejects you and then you have two options. You can be like, oh, wow, that was like really shitty. This person probably like doesn't like me and I'm not good enough or whatever. Or you could just be like, wow, like I put something positive out there and this person, you know, didn't comprehend it or receive it. And that's not my problem. And then you go to the next person. And I think that's something also that I have learned in this situation of just like, I know it sounds crazy, but I, it's like because it's just so obvious, but in some cultures, some things are just different, you know? So I think that, I, I don't wanna sound like people are unapproachable here, but it's just been a different kind of approach that I've had to have here because, you know, in Israel, um, I think that people are very nosy and they just come up to you and give you their opinion everywhere they go. And like, 
there's this no fear of approaching people there. And I think also in LA, like, you know, people have their own, you know, um, ideas about people from LA. But again, people from LA are also very like talkative, outgoing. I think, you know, the, you know, style of Americans all over the world, they are very much like outgoing people and have, you know, hi, how are you? How can I help you kind of mentality? Mm -hmm. And in France, people are more reserved and more held off. And I think also afraid, uh, I'm learning French now, but a lot of the times, um, you know, people are afraid to speak English with me and it's just different. And I've just had to learn how to manage it. Mm. Yeah. I think that's amazing. What a life experience to be in different countries. I, I love, like I've always loved traveling and being in new places. And, um, we have this amazing opportunity to, to meet people from different culture, expand our knowledge and our own awareness of each place has something new to bring to us. And I think each place that we go to has a very specific purpose for us. And Absolutely. different, yeah, different places have different energy. Some places might open up things for you. Um, I think that and since I also uh, for yeah, for a year stayed in in LA, and I w w was two years in Ireland. So such a big difference in energy and where I was at in life. And the, they both taught me very important things. And I have experiences for life from these places. And also on my path, it it really on this path that I'm on right now, these places have played huge roles in my life. And yeah, I think that when we have the opportunity to, to do that, it's, it's amazing. And I think that uh, what you're doing is, what you have been doing is not maybe the most uh, conventional way, but you've been working very hard to get where you're at now. You, it, it, it's not always, I think a lot of people think that, okay, now I'm going to do this, this and that, and then I'm going to be so successful like it looks so easy when someone else does it or it or it can feel the opposite actually it can feel like it's so hard to try to get to that place I don't know how how it's been on your path have you have you looked up to other people that have done kind of other artists and and try to uh, work with that or have you set specific goals for yourself or have you taking like what we talked about each day uh, just being very present and then seeing where it leads um it's a good question so with my work I think it it plays a very similar like alibi to the whole like impulsive don't think things out thoroughly and just to do stuff that you want to do in life for example like I dropped out of university that probably wasn't the most socially accepted thing to do when you studied for four years and paid so much money and have one semester to finish. But like, I just did it because I felt like it was the right thing to do, you know, taking off and moving to Israel for no reason. I just moved there. Um, that probably wasn't the smartest thing when I should have, you know, finished my school and gotten a job in the industry that I studied for. Then again, moving to Paris, starting a business. Like, I think that starting my business was again, it's a characteristic of mine where I have this like naive thing of just following my heart and doing what I really 
want to do. And I think the trick for me was not to overthink it. Like I think when you overthink it and you have a big plan and you're looking so far where you want to be in the future, I think that can be very paralyzing. Mm. And I think that the reason why it worked for me was not that I did this intentionally, but I didn't understand what I was capable of. I was just doing what I loved and saw it unravel. I never tried to, you know, be more than what I was enjoying that special day when I was drawing. And I think that was something that um, is a defining factor. And I think that now that I have a bit more success, sometimes I find it paralyzing because I'm like, okay, well, now I have, you know, so many clients and work and I have to organize my schedule and I find it paralyzing when I start to plan and, you know, hope for, you know, specific things in the future, because I think it's a lot scarier than just, you know, doing it day by day, loving what you do and just getting your stuff done. I, I, I do think you should plan and see yourself like what you want to be in the future. But I also think that sometimes the big picture can paralyze you from moving forward today because it just seems too big in relation to where you are today. So I think that that was just kind of uh, my unintentional mindset, which helped me get to where I am today. Because if I was to, you know, when I was, uh, I think I was 25 when I started my career, but, it, and I didn't even start to become an artist. It took a while till I built this, but I quit my job. Again, that was another impulsive thing I did. I don't, I just quit my job without thinking it out thoroughly, really, really, in a lot of ways, not safe, but it worked out for me. Um, but if I would have told myself when I quit my job, I'm quitting my job to be one of the, you know, um, I'm not saying that I'm the best, but like, I probably would think like, I want to be one of the best mixed media artists in the world and work with, uh, you know, big brands like Puma and Nike and get an article in Forbes. Like, I think it would sound too big and I would get scared and I wouldn't even know where to start. But mm -hmm. for me, it was just like, I, I just love drawing and I just want to do it. And I just kept drawing and doing things from my heart, posting it online. And, you know, it, it just, it worked as far as motivation goes it worked for me because I don't think that it was too much to swallow. It was just a day by day thing. Mm. Yeah. I think that's a really healthy way to work. And when you, I think one of the key things is that when we uh, stop the overthinking, like you mentioned, uh, because thinking the like overthinking things and being worried about the future is is only taking us again from the present moment so we're not mm -hmm. really enjoying right now because we're worrying about something that could happen or could not happen and and that's not good it's not good for our uh, the, the work we're doing for our energy and not even for our physical health it really affects are everything so in Chinese medicine it, it like overthinking affects our spleen and our digestion it's really uh, it takes a lot of energy from the body and we don't know it we think that thoughts are are nothing it's actually energy so what what you're also described is really releasing and letting go like release and let go and trust when we have that we don't need to have so many demands and 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 I think it's it's beautiful that that there there are 
like these strategies to manifest and create your dreams and but it it has to start from within so i think that when when we feel that that uh, release and that uh, like just uh, trust in ourselves and in the process then it all becomes more enjoyable we love what we're doing right now because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and i think that it's it's really a great advice uh, to to not i think the thing with comparing yourself and and just reminding us that we're all individual souls and beings so we're not here to do exactly the same thing and we can there's still enough space for everyone to do exactly there it's like flowers you there one flower doesn't take up space from the other they're all beautiful it doesn't matter if there are there is one or a, a thousand and i think that we forget about that that we're so unique in our own essence yeah i agree yeah and just your art is is so fun to look at it it just i'm just amazed how you come up with these ideas and and things that you're drawing so we can maybe talk about that like maybe you can describe how you're creating your art actually um yeah i mean i sometimes it's very intuitive and other times it's very planned out um i think that with time i have built like a pipeline for myself of how i do it but uh you know sometimes i'll just see a photo that inspires me and it's just something very intuitive of like, I just really want to add this. I think it would look so cool on it. And, you know, that's a very fast piece. And then other times I'll get an idea and I'll sketch it out in my notebook. I have a notebook full of ideas that I've never published before, but those ideas I eventually transfer over and, you know, find the right photo or shoot it myself and create an illustration uh, based off of that sketch and idea. Um, but yeah, I think I like to follow my intuition a lot. And I found, uh, you know, when I actually try to look at other people and get, you know, inspiration from others or, you know, as you said, like try to feel like, like look at what other people are doing. I think it kind of kills my vibe more than anything. Um, it, it kind of like, it takes away like my natural powers of like doing something unique and very me. And sometimes I, if I ever have that feeling of like, I, I don't know, what to create on this. I uh, will look at other people and I get more confused sometimes. So I think it's also really good to, you know, keep a notebook full of ideas. And every time I've reverted back to my idea book, like I, my work is so cool. And I think it's really important to stay true to you and focus on like creating something that's, you know, your own idea and very like has your signature imprints on it. Mm. Yeah. And when you're creating what your your illustrations what 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 are you thinking like what type of of reactions or response do you expect from others like what is the what is what because you're you're creating it from your own like imagination and everything it's it's so much fun to look at it's very very uplifting i think what do you have any like goal with with what you create as well 
Um, that's a good question. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Sometimes, uh, first of all, I think that my uh, work is very like bright and colorful. And I think that like the way that I feel when I make it is that I'm so happy and I'm so intrigued and I'm so excited with whatever I'm making that I hope that like whoever's looking at it feels that feeling that I feel while I'm making it. And I do get that response that my work is so fun and it's so like, you know, funny or, you know, like stuff like that, which makes me happy because that's how I felt when I make it. Like whenever I make something sarcastic and silly, I'm happy that people respond to it in that way as well. And, um, and yeah, like sometimes I have an intention with my work and that's other times it's just like whatever happens happens. And, you know, I, I just kind of like play it by ear. Mm. Yeah. And what do you feel like the best response responses have been when you've received feedback or when something great has come out of your art? I think one of the best responses have been, um, you know, sometimes I can see some big uh, important people in the industry following me or checking out my LinkedIn. Um, and I think like that's like always a huge compliment to me when I see that there are people that I really respect in the industry, like also like respecting my work. So like that's a huge thing for me. And then, of course, when I have like, um, you know, people on my Instagram followers and fans writing to me that, you know, my work made their day or they're inspired to draw because of me or how much they love me and my work is I mean, I think it can happen to everybody, especially in COVID, where you could just start like doubting yourself or not feeling like drawing anymore or feeling like doing the things that you love because of the time period that we're in and I think every time I felt bad I've gone to see like my dms or my comments and I'm like okay like, if so many people are supporting and feeling so happy then I'm doing something right and I need to just keep doing that and stop like you know getting into my head so I think that response has meant a lot to me because that's what makes me feel like you're doing something worthwhile and you just always have to continue and you know keep seeing where it will take you mm, yeah and the online space has been so important this past year i think and the communities are online uh, because i i don't feel any any when i'm speaking to uh, someone in my community that is so far away that i wouldn't have been able to connect with otherwise and we're there together uh, just uh, sharing like just sharing something positive and uplifting each other it feels like a really big family and and when we create uh, positive responses uh, feelings words it really help, helps shift us and shift everything around us so i think it's so important that we have this these platforms i think otherwise what if we didn't have these platforms and everyone was sitting home and not being able to go out i think the the health of the society would be really i think because we don't have the tools of course if you have a lot of great tools how you, to work with your mind and with yourself and with your energy alone it's great you can do that but most people don't and the uh, for um, mental health it's really important to have this social uh, support system around you and people have been 
creating amazing support groups and and sharings and online circles and everything to to continue uh, supporting each other. And for example, yoga teachers, we're teaching online now. And sometimes maybe we also are teaching to people that wouldn't been able to come to the studio anyways, maybe they're far away from the studio. So it's really opened up a different space that I wouldn't think would have happened otherwise this quick. I completely agree. It's been such a blessing to have it. Mm. Yeah. And what is your greatest lesson on this uh, beautiful career path? And the, I think like you've created your dream job, actually, don't you think? <laughs> totally. I, I really have. And I'm very grateful for, um, you know, the opportunities and for the time period that I live in that I can do that. So it's been great. And I guess like the lessons that I have, I mean, wow, there's just too many lessons. There's lessons I learned in COVID. There's lessons that I've learned since starting. There's lessons that I've learned since having success. So like if I'm to think of like my most recent lesson in my business, it's um, whatever you focus on, you will get more of. So I think there was, you know, always a time that I was focusing on growing my art style and exploring and doing more exciting things and I was getting more of that and then there was a time where I you know I think most of the time I've always been focused on like the great things and I got more great things and I think during COVID I started to feel fear you know just like everything changed and it was scary and I was getting more of that in my career and thank god like I've snapped out of that mindset end of last year and you know things have come back my way because I'm focusing on the positive and you know back into that mindset shift of like focusing on success focusing on personal and creative growth and getting more of it so my biggest lesson is mindset is everything and even if things aren't working out in your favor you got to keep a strong mind and you know great things will happen even if they aren't right now just keep a positive and healthy mind and i know it's a lot easier said than done but there are a lot of tools online and you know, people that you can talk to, just try to get your spirits higher when you are going through something. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. That's beautiful. And I would love for you to just share how people can find you and connect with you. Um, well, I have my Instagram, so it's Donna, D-O-N-N-A underscore a D, A-D-I. Um, that's like you know, the platform that I'm most active on, but you can find, you know, the same name on Pinterest. I started a YouTube channel recently where I'm doing some like art tutorials. You can find me there. And of course my website, which is DonnaAdi.com. Yeah, great. I really recommend everyone to check Donna's uh, art out because it's really fun and I love everything that you're sharing. So thank you so much for being here today and sharing your story, your path. I think it's really inspiring. You've followed your heart, created uh, a life that is, is, is just, yeah, like you said, you've just taken decisions that felt right in the moment. It, it's so important to listen to the heart, the gut feeling uh, and, and take it from there and, have the trust when going out of your comfort zone that it will help you to evolve yourself and evolve your life 
So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I hope that it was interesting. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this episode helps you to find that inner essence and truth that is within you to create the path that you're supposed to walk on and to trust that the universe has your back in everything that you do even if it's not always comfortable or just a easy way to walk so just uh, take whatever serves you from this episode and if you do have any questions or comments reach out to me on instagram and if you do want to check out donna donna's art which i so love you can check her out on instagram just type in donna adi or her website donnaadi.com and let's take a deep breath in together to close this beautiful episode and exhale out and namaste